0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Peanut Gallery podcast. It is episode sixteen. I'm here, uh, Jared. I'm not sure how Dallas is doing. I'll ask you in a second here, but uh, the fall weather—you know—it flirted with us for for a week here in Kansas City, and today it's uh, it's a scorcher. It, it is up to ninety. Um, how how's your life going? How's everything down in Dallas?
1: Oh, Dan, I gotta tell you, I had a rough day today. Oh boy,
0: um, hit us with it. So
1: I go to get my haircut and right now with COVID and everything, you got to like make an appointment. And so the the girl who usually cuts my hair. Um, you know, she's booked for the whole week. I think her next appointment's like two weeks from now. That's her opening. And I'm like, oh, that's not going to work. I need a haircut ASAP because it's getting pretty bad back there. So I go to this this place that's a little more common, you know, it's, it's not sports clips, but like one of those kind of, you know, haircut places. I got And I have the appointment set for four o'clock today. And I go in and I sit there for 20 minutes and I see the girl who's supposed to cut my hair. She's helping somebody else. And I'm just twiddling my thumbs. And eventually the the lady who runs the show comes over to me. She goes, I'm sorry, but uh, your hairstylist is booked through eight o'clock tonight. So you're just gonna have to come back in four and a half hours to get your haircut. So uh, wow. I was just like, "You got to be kidding me! You got to be kidding me!" It's one
0: of those days. So like, did so they offered? Is it free? They, they did like,
1: offer. They yeah, they offered me a free haircut if okay. I go back. And you know, that's I got to go back there in an hour after we're done recording here. So we'll see. Good if I lord! Make it. We'll <laughs> see if I make it. Right. And let me tell you, if I don't make it, I'm not telling them.
0: <laughs> I don't believe you, man. That's that's rough. Uh, that sounds like a, a system or, or user error, maybe a little bit of both. Because at least in most systems, you shouldn't be able to double book appointments. Right? It's, uh, not, from, hard. it's no, not hard. No, it's, it's ain't ain't brain surgery, as as they say. You
1: know, you're not an offensive coordinator.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hopefully, you know, a little football talk will lift your spirits. Um, Indeed. That's and. Yeah, yeah. Before we get into predictions, let's talk about, you know, how we're doing. And uh, after week two, you were out to a blazing hot lead due to your 15-1 and one pick um, record on the week of week two, which was, I mean, I've honestly, I don't think I've ever done that well. Uh, so that was impressive. But the past two weeks, I've slowly but surely been chipping away. And right now, I am 38-25 and 25 against the spread with a slight edge. Over you, you are 36-25, and you had two pushes. And then the Pickums, you have the slight edge right now. You are 42 and 21, um, and I am 39 and 24. So overall, I mean, let's you know give ourselves both a round of applause because we are doing well. Anytime you're well above 500, like picking against the spread and in Pickum, you know you're doing something right. We've got a little yeah, intelligence over here.
1: We're given, you know. Tony Gonzalez and all those guys before the, the pregame show that, you know, they pick the team and they always get it wrong. And we're well ahead of them.
0: Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd love to go up against them We're doing teams. laps at this point. <laughs> exactly. And let's continue that. Let's continue that. Let's go into the predictions this week. And this week we're doing a little differently. We're mixing it up with a new tiering system that we created. So we've got three tiers. And it's, it coincides a little bit with some pop culture and, and movies. Uh, specifically directors. So we got the tier one, the best games. We're calling those the Christopher Nolan tier. In case you don't know who Christopher Nolan is, a quick backdrop. He's the man, the myth, the legend that has brought you the three Batman movies with uh, Christian Bale. So Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Some of other movies you might have heard, uh, The Prestige, Inception, Dunkirk, and then his most recent one that just came out, which got delayed due to COVID, unfortunately, and he wasn't going to release it until people could go see it in movie theaters, was Tenant, which I saw and was fantastic. Oh, I'm excited. I haven't seen that one. You yet, haven't seen it? No, oh, like, no, no. You got to go. Don't,
1: don't spoil it. They, no I've, heard, I've heard it's confused. For those that have seen it, I've heard that it's confusing because there's going to be a trilogy and it's going to make more sense as he releases the next one and so on, which is... A typical Christopher Nolan move. So Absolutely. I'm excited. I love those those movies that make you think.
0: Oh, yeah. He's he's great. When you do see it, let me know. I got a, a timeline that kind of explains it well, because you will walk out of there with a, like, what the fuck just happened look on your face. <laughs> uh, and then we got our second tier, uh, another famous director many have probably heard of for many reasons. We got Michael Bay. You know, Michael Bay, he's had some great movies, and then he's had some uh, some stinkers. You know, some, some not-so-great movies. Uh, for those that don't know, he did direct Armageddon. Great movie. Pearl Harbor, oh, yeah. Both the bad boys movies, one and two. And then uh, he was like, you know what? I kind of want to film all the Transformers movies.
1: Well, hey, hey, hey. I think the first one was decent. Oh, Armageddon? Transform- no, first oh, the first Transformers movies. The first That's one was fair. decent. The first one was good. And then it, got, it went downhill after that. It went yeah. downhill really quick.
0: Yeah, especially once uh, Mark Mark Wahlberg got involved, too. I do love as an actor, but um, I, I don't, I don't That's think... That's a him.
1: script that should have just... That belonged in the trash.
0: <laughs> exactly. And then finally, this is what of Really, this director is, is the final tier, the terrible tier, the trash bag tier, the tier you're only watching these games because you're fancy football players on it or you gambled. <laughs> um, it is... Rodrigo Cortez. And you're probably wondering who the hell is that? Exactly. Now, if you've ever watched this movie, you will never want to watch it or waste an hour and forty minutes of your life again. It is called Buried. It is the single worst movie Jared and I have ever seen in our in In our entire lives.
1: (laughs) If you want to watch uh Ryan Riddles sit in a box for two hours with no lights, nothing, that is that movie, and it is absolute garbage it is the biggest waste of time ever i can't think of anything that would be more wasteful of your day than uh sitting there and watching um buried but what comes close to that is you know these uh teams that have never got a win play each other so jacksonville (laughs) and the jets you know i might go watch buried
0: yes exactly
1: i'm kidding i would never do that it's a terrible
0: (laughs) movie so that's our new tiering system um, we are starting, of course, with Christopher Nolan, the man, the myth, the legend in those games. And, Jared, it just so, so happens we finally get a good Thursday night game. Tomorrow night, Jared, we get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 3-1 against, I think they're a little fraudulent, but they are still 3-1, and so they deserve a little bit of my respect. The Chicago Bears, this game is in Chicago Chicago is favored – or, excuse me, Chicago is getting five points at home right now. Jared, how do you see this game playing out?
1: The uh, Bears. No. I got Bears winning 27-24. Here's why. The Bucks' schedule has been pretty weak up until this point. They had the Chargers, the Broncos, who, you know, both of them aren't even using their starters. I uh, and I just – I think that the Bucks D has had an easy time. A lot of – I always bring up this word, overreact. A lot of the NFL an, uh, analysts out there are overreacting, saying the Bucks have a good defense. It's solid. It's been great these first four weeks. But it's because they've gone up against offenses that are literally playing with, one, a rookie quarterback. Two, uh, I mean – the Broncos didn't have the – Right, they, they played have,
0: Brett – no, they did not. They played yeah. Brett Ripon. They had
1: Ripen playing. I didn't know, even know who that guy was until this year. Maybe even – I didn't even know who he was till like a couple weeks ago. So, they had an easy time against those quarterbacks, and I think you would agree with me there, Dan. So, I see this game playing out where the better defense wins, and in order for that to happen, I also need Tom Brady to kind of have an off day – so, an off day as in like maybe two touchdowns and an interception. And I think that'd be good. So, I got the Bears winning 27 24. I'm going to put all my faith in Nick Foles and see if he can outlast Tom.
0: Yeah, this isn't the Super Bowl from four years ago, Jared. Okay. That Nick Foles isn't here. He passed away right after in the Super Bowl. Now, and I
1: thought that too, but he's impressed me these <laughs> last couple of weeks.
0: Okay, he was impressive in the fourth-quarter comeback win against the Falcons, but who hasn't done that? Um, he was not that impressive this this past weekend where where they lost their first game to the Colts, in my opinion. Now, I will agree with your criticism of the Bucs' schedule. That is fair, absolutely. Um, where we disagree is, I'm obviously, no way in hell do I think Tom Brady is going to lose to the Chicago Bears. I have the Bucs winning here 28-17, to the key differentials for me is the Bears offense just is not going to be able to put up the necessary points to compete with the Bucks. The Bucks will still be without Chris Godwin, unfortunately, but as we saw last week um, against the Chargers, that didn't really matter. They still put up 38. I obviously recognize the Bears defense is a little bit better than the Chargers D, uh, but still this Bucks' offense, they're hitting their stride and they will be by the end of the season one of the top five offenses in the league. So I think that's, to me, the big difference. And also, sure, the Bucks haven't played great quarterbacks, but Nick Foles isn't in that category yet either. Um, you know, he's in the latter 15 starting QBs in the league. And they really – the Bears don't really have any weapons outside of Allen Robinson. So you double coverage him, and boom, manifesto, manapresto, you're winning the game. So I got the Bucs winning here. No surprise. Uh, I think Jared, the true test of how good this Buccaneers team is, is going to come the week after, where the them and the Packers face off against each other. Wrong. Well, you know, we'll see if the <laughs> NFC. <laughs> we'll see if the NFC North is as good as they say they are, and the Bears especially.
1: I think you know Tom Brady just had a five touchdown game, and I truly believe in sports where players just have struggled to put up you know, consistent on a week-by-week basis, that kind of number. Um, You don't see Mahomes doing five or more a game back-to-back. Now it might be, you know, in between stuff. So if Tom does that again, then you're right. They'll win, but we'll see.
0: All right. We got our second Christopher Nolan game. It is the Buffalo Bills, baby. The 4-0 Buffalo Bills heading, as of now, DBD. They're heading to Tennessee to play the Tennessee Titans. There is no line. Literally, there wasn't even a line created because of all the COVID stuff that's been happening with the Titans players. Um,
1: Minus two and a half, Tennessee. Oh, you found one? Okay. No, 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 no. That's my guess. That's
0: that's what I would guess too, Jared. I agree. I think it's somewhere probably going to be if it opens. Um, and it probably won't open until the NFL confirms that this game is going to happen. So it be Sunday morning. I would agree. I think it's going to flirt somewhere around – Titans favored between one and a half to two and a half. So what that means and what Vegas is telling us is that they view the bills as a superior team, which makes sense. Jared, I'll take first step here. I think the bills win. I talked about last week, um, you reiterated, I believe as well. I do think the bills are the second best team in the AFC. I think they're a top five team right now. Josh Allen is playing excellent. I personally, because Pat, did Pat Mahomes didn't play so well last week? I would have him third right now in my MVP ballot if if I had one behind Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. The defense is still there. The coaching is great. I think they're going to be able to go in there and squeak out a win. I have the Bills winning here, twenty seven to twenty four.
1: I also have the Bills uh, by three. So I got Bills winning thirty one twenty eight. And I mean, you hit it on you know nail on the forehead. So I. I do think that the Titans have a chance at winning that game. It's going to be close. It's going to be neck and neck, and it's going to have to come, you know, either from a uh, a trick play or a fourth down conversion or something wild where, where t- I could see Tennessee winning that one. Um, but my gut tells me Bills, so I'm going with my gut. And like you said, Josh Allen's having a great year, um, showing everybody that he is for real so let, let's see uh, Bill's Mafia keep rolling to 5-0. and 0. Oh, one more thing. The Tennessee Titans did not play last week, and I feel like when, um, you know, typically when you have a bye, it's great because the coaches know that there's no game to prep for, and they get those two weeks to prepare for the next team. In this situation, I don't think it's the same. I think that the um, Tennessee Titans didn't get to look forward to the Bills time into last minute last week. And I think their players are going to be a little uh, slow to get started in that game um, because of, you know, the, the, the gap between the two. Other people view it as, you know, they'll come out guns blazing and they'll be fully rested and healthy. Um, but I just see with the COVID issue going on that they're going to be slow to start.
0: Yeah, I agree completely, completely with you, especially on that bye week reference. You're right. It's it was not like a normal buy. They got told, I wanna say Thursday or Friday of last week, that they weren't that them and the Steelers was not happening. So that means that an entire week they're preparing for the Steelers and they didn't start looking towards the bills. Until you know whenever they Friday, have to the worry yeah. Which was probably yeah. Friday right so yeah I agree with you there it's not the typical bye week it's just a normal week of Preparation for them and yet they're still having to Do all this stuff um, Not in the facility They're not practicing because they've had More players test positive So I just think that's a lot Of um, obstacles Yeah a lot of obstacles to overcome And that's that's another Key difference of, of why I think they won't win this Game now Let's go to another game. We got the undefeated Kansas City Chiefs at home playing against the two and two Las Vegas Raiders. The Lion was the Chiefs by 13 points at home. That's taken off right now. I'm sure many have seen the photo of Stefan Gilmore, a Patriots, the basically the best Patriots player outside of Cam Newton. He's their cornerback, uh, one defensive player of the year. He's phenomenal he tested positive for COVID and him and Pat like hugged each other at the end of the game. So Vegas, Patrick. Yeah. I don't want to get in trouble for his mom. (laughs) Um, I'm sure she listens, (laughs) but uh, so Vegas doesn't want people hammering the Raiders and then Patrick doesn't end up playing. So, but we're going to predict this game as if it's the 13 point spread. Now, Jared, I'm not going to be a crazy human being here. I think the Chiefs end up winning this game. The Raiders just won't have enough firepower, and the Chiefs' defense has been firing on all cylinders so far. They've played excellent, even though last last week's game was against the backup quarterbacks for the Patriots. The first three weeks, they were amazing, especially against Lamar and that Ravens' offense, which is no joke. So that, to me, is going to be the key differences. The Raiders won't be able to keep up, and the Chiefs are going to, be able to turn the ball over a couple times against Derek Carr and that offense. But I don't see the chiefs covering. I think 13 points is a little too many. I got a chiefs 31, 21 victory here.
1: 31, 21. Yep. I got 34, 24. All right. <laughs> so, wow. We're thinking alike on the bills and chiefs. So I, I don't 13 hard to cover. And the Chiefs are not great at covering those really, um, you know, big spreads. So I, I think the Raiders hang in there, and um, I agree that they'll lose by 10, but not by more than 13. Um, and that's if this game gets played. I really hope it does. I hope no one's getting COVID in the league. Um, just I, I know a lot of people are questioning whether the NFL is doing the right thing on how they're handling COVID right now. Um, but there's just not enough information to really, I think, come to a conclusion that they're, they're really uh, messing things up one way or the other. I, I, the, the only way the Raiders win this game is if they can stop um, not only the Chiefs' offense, but they're, they're going to have to really excel at running the ball with Jacobs. So, and, and I can see that happening against a chiefs rush D that is kind of.
0: We're ranked not, in the bottom third. We're not, or, great, we're not, not at we're
1: not great at the rush defense. So if, if Jacobs has a good game, then the Raiders could keep this close and a good game as in like, I need probably 150 yards on the ground from him and maybe a couple touchdowns. And that would make this game a lot closer Um, than I think it would be, but when I look at the paper stats and the players, this one should be an easy one for the Chiefs. Yep. Dan, what was uh, – there's a stat out there, like I think uh, under Pat Mahomes starting as quarterback, the Chiefs have only lost two or maybe one in conference game. Really? It's it's uh, against the
0: Chargers. The Chargers beat the Chiefs at home um, oh, last yeah. year. It was like really early, I think, right, in the season? Or am I wrong and it was late in the so season? So there
1: was one early in the season where we played at uh, Los Angeles and we ended up coming back and winning that game. It was very close. Then we played the Chargers in Kansas City and they actually, I thought, won that game. And they won by like one or two points.
0: That sounds right because I know the Chiefs haven't lost to Denver in like four years. Um, Raiders, we haven't lost you in a fair amount of time either. So yeah, it had to, it would have to be the Chargers.
1: Yeah, I was just pulling a, uh, you know, make sure I'm right with my. Uh, and it it might not have been last year. It might have been um, 2018. Okay,
0: That's that Patrick's first year. Well, while you looked that up, it was it was, was it, 29 was? to 28 in
1: 2018. Oh uh, yeah, they
0: went for two. Yeah, they went for two and got it. Oh it's my so, God, I remember that game. I remember being so livid. I'm like, we're not going to stop them when they go for two. We're going to lose this game. There was a bunch of fumbles. Like Kareem Hunt had a terrible one, um, and someone else did too. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes has only lost to an in conference, uh, you know, opponent. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, God, I remember that game now. Ugh. And I don't see it being uh, number two with the Raiders this week. No, so. not yet. Now, let's go to our last Christopher Nolan tier game, Jared. It is – well, you predicted the Colts to have a winning record this year, but I don't think a lot of people would have expected the Browns to be 3-1. and one. Both teams, Indianapolis Colts, 3-1. and one, They are heading the Cleveland, playing against the 3-1 Cleveland Browns who spanked the shit out of the Dallas Cowboys last weekend. Uh, which i don't know to be determined if that's impressive they do have the worst defense in the league letting up 36 points per game not a resume builder jared how do you foresee this game turning out also a quick tidbit before you go the browns are getting one and a half points right now at home
1: i like the browns um if i was going purely based on Preseason rankings and not seeing what's happened over the last four weeks, I would probably pick the Colts in this game. But uh, I really liked what I saw from the Browns last week. I mean, they almost put up close to fifty. I think it was like forty-eight or something against Dallas, which you're right is a terrible defense. Now the Colts have a very good defense. Um, I would say it's in the top or third, or the top third of the league. So. He, I still see this, though, being a little bit high-scoring. I see the Browns winning 30-27, to 27, um, covering that one-and-a-half easily and winning the game outright, outright. But this one is, I think, in your Christopher Nolan tier of games because it's hard to predict, and it's two kind of mysterious teams right now in the league. I don't think you can say, based on the Browns and the Colts' resumes so far, weeks one through four, that they deserve to be three-and-one. Um, and let alone one of them is going to be four and one after this. So I was wrong last week when I said the Cowboys would beat the Browns. I'm sorry, Cleveland. I told you guys that your above 500 was not going to last. And I am eating my words right now. And now I'm going to back you guys. So I'm putting the Browns against my Colts that I have going to the playoffs winning on Sunday.
0: What's your final score? final score is 30 to 27 browns okay another high scoring affair I agree with you I, it's so hard for me to unsee what I've seen from the Browns with Kevin Stefanski running the show like I know Nick Chubb is out for a long time now but it doesn't matter because they have Kareem Hunt who is excellent we know Kim, how good Kareem we, is yeah Kansas like, City fans know how good Kareem is if he wasn't an idiot and kicked someone in the head he'd still be with the franchise um So they're not going to miss a beat. And not to mention, their backup behind Cream Hunt came in and rushed for 100 yards anyway. So (laughs) they still have a two-headed monster attack. And that, to me, it's just so hard. We've seen them rush for over 100. They're averaging right now 180 rushing yards a game. If the Colts do not stop that, they are not going to win. That is the Browns' recipe for success. We now are also seeing OBJ, a.k.a. Odell Beckham Jr., get involved. He had three TDs last week. Two of them were rushing. Um, And this is only helping Baker's confidence. And they're going to do the same thing they've been doing. Limit his throws to under 30, rush the ball. The front seven of the Browns is solid, but you've called it out. And I agree, their back four isn't great. But if they can get after Philip Rivers and make him do some dumb mistakes, which he's the king of doing over his career, they're going to win this game. Um, the Colts for me, you know, flip it right. They need to stop the run. They should make Baker beat you. Make him make the one-on-one throws to Jarvis Landry and Odo Beckham on the sidelines across the field. Stack eight, eight in the box every time. Don't let them beat you by rushing the ball. Uh, and then Phil Rivers, you can't make a big mistake. No pick six, no two turnovers, and that's how the Colts will win that game. Good luck. There's yeah, a I agree. One. Yep. I agree. I got <laughs> the I'm too, real. too well. <laughs> I got them 28, 21. Now let's go into our next tier, Jared. We got the Michael Bay tier. So we've got some good games in here and then some games that are kind of like, eh, but there's like a storyline behind why, you know, it's interesting. Let's first start with the Carolina Panthers two and two. I don't think a lot of people saw them in the spot. Most probably would have predicted them own four to the one and three slot. And then on the inverse, they are flying to Atlanta. Not, not a far flight for them. Atlanta Falcons are 0-4, and not many people <laughs> would have pegged them as an 0-4 team. I think a lot of people expect them to at least be 2-2, two two, possibly 3-1 right now. And the Falcons, just like they were against the Bears in the game they blew and should have won, the Atlanta Falcons are favored. So once again, you know Vegas is telling you Atlanta is the better team um but not by much they're only favored by 2 jared how do you foresee this game going
1: i am taking the falcons i am there's no way they go 0 5 right at some point this winless team is going to finally get that w it's at home against the panthers the panthers look good do we know is christian mccaffrey coming back yet he's not right Yep,
0: you're correct. is not back yet.
1: And, and he won't be uh, – he's not out for the rest the of the year. The right?
0: injury was week two because um, it was the it was same like week a as Barkley, and it's a four- to six-week recovery four time. To yeah. six so week, we won't yeah. see him for at least another. another two.
1: And that helps the Falcons' case here. <clears throat> but – so the Falcons just got done going to Green Bay and trying to beat Aaron Rodgers. And Green Bay was in control of that game. Um, no doubt, but but Green Bay is a different kind of beast this year. This Carolina Panthers team is beatable. They did just beat the uh, Cardinals at home, but the Cardinals I am losing faith in, um, especially in their offense. So I wasn't too shocked when that happened. However, I, I do think that what we're seeing four weeks into the year is that a lot of the home teams even though that there might not be that many fans there, there is still an advantage to playing at home. And Carolina had that advantage when playing um, the Cardinals. And now I think Atlanta will have it when playing Carolina. And I I really do think the Falcons are going to come together and get this W that being said. So I have the final score being 27 to 21 Falcons win. they're going to cover the minus two, no problem. Um, But if they somehow lose this game and I'm wrong, I want to see their head coach fired immediately after the game.
0: He well, is, it's not even that you want to see it. The Atlanta Falcons fans want to see it.
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone <laughs> should be calling for his head at that point. If they lose to this Panthers team, it, it's a division rival, and they can't even, you know, the Carolina and it's Panthers. it's first-year head
0: coach. Matt Rills' first year there.
1: And, and he's going to make them look silly. If, if the Panthers win, they're winning without their best player on the team, which is McCaffrey. They're winning with a new quarterback, new head coach, new offensive coordinator, new everything. Yep. And it's really impressive what they've done to get to two and two. Um, but, man, if they beat Atlanta, I will be shocked. Like, I will be fall out of my chair, and I will, I'm will. i going to go straight to Twitter and make sure <laughs> that coach gets fired.
0: You're going to take Atlanta in your Survivor League pick? <laughs> i'm not that confident <laughs> i'm
1: not that confident. I, I, i'm saying they're gonna win by right. six points yeah i got you I'll, I'll get to my survivor though it's interesting i don't know
0: i just wanted to see if you'd you'd be bit big bold there i agree with you though i i i can't see atlanta falling to Own five i can't which you know like reverse psychology myself right here it's like does that mean they're gonna um they just have too many weapons. Like you can't be on 5 when you have Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, and Julio Jones.
1: Like well, you- Julio and Calvin are kind of injured right now. They're dealing with minor injuries that are I think have been kind of bothering them cuz they did nothing last game. They they I I have them on fantasy teams and they I think Julio had 3 points in one league and the that I'm in and the uh, Calvin had 0. You he, he put up a freaking egg.
0: Yeah. No. I true hopefully they're they're full force um but they just you gotta come out with a with a sense of urgency man and and i think they are i think i don't think they want to see dan quinn fired the players in the locker room i know the outside media uh we think he should based on what we've seen the fans obviously probably want him gone but i think the players in that locker room still believe in him um and they'll show it if they come out and win if and if they don't Uh, We obviously were wrong, and he's going to get the ax here pretty quickly. Now, let's go to the next game. We got another team who didn't play last week. We're going to talk about the Steelers. They're at home. They're favored by seven. They're playing against Jared, my beloved Philadelphia Eagles, who are one, two, and one. And and, uh, I know what you're thinking. You think I'm going to be bold. You think I'm going to pick the Eagles. I'm a crazy man. I I, am crazy. I I know
1: your take on the Steelers at the beginning of the year. You thought they might be below average. Yeah,
0: I did. I, I didn't have them winning more than four games. Um, I just can't pull the trigger. I, I just can't. I. The, it's a the, good sign, folks. <laughs> the Eagles. The Eagles have not looked good enough for me to instill confidence in my head that they can go to Pittsburgh and upset a Steelers team that has a top five defense and a healthy Big Ben. I I don't see them winning, but I do think they cover the spread. I got a Steelers 24-21 victory. I think Wentz maybe hit the right triggers, only had one turnover as compared to his usual double, you know, two or three. If he can just limit the turnovers to zero, the Eagles won't get blown out here. And I think that's what happens, but unfortunately there's just too many wide receiver injuries. I mean, he's out there. Throwing to you know people they just picked up off the street, and so that's that's why I think the Steelers win. Jared, what about you,
1: Steeler Nation? I am here for you. I'm gonna be bringing that banner, waving that black and white flag left to right, and you bet your ass they're gonna cover. Steelers are gonna win 28 to 17. This Eagles team is gonna get thrashed. I think that score even too close. Than it sh- it's going to be close to a blowout where the Eagles might get a, you oh know, boy, gets we know. a, a garbage time touchdown, you know, because he's like the younger stepson of, or stepbrother of uh, Dak Prescott. But
0: You shut your mouth.
1: I'm, I'm kind of jumping on the Steelers bandwagon. I'm not a fan by any means, but I'm just jumping on the bandwagon as this team's going to be good this year um and they're almost like a sleeper team. And I think last episode I mentioned that you know um the Bills and the Steelers could be one of those teams could be the new Ravens this year. So Pittsburgh, I'm with you on this one. I think Mike Tomlin um I kind of think the opposite of the Tennessee um situation after you know Friday of last week finding out they were not going to play. I think Mike Tomlin's very organized and he's done the research on this. You know, there's not much to do against Carson Wentz. It's sack him, you know, just, just rush the quarterback. You will win. He holds the ball for way too long, way too long. If you I've watched almost every Eagles game this year because I I just love drinking the tears of their fans and Carson Wentz's kryptonite is not getting rid of the football And this Steelers defense is going to have a heyday with that. You can expect one to two fumbles from Wentz. You can expect one to two interceptions from the guy. And then he's going to be on his ass all game long. Pittsburgh 28, Eagles 17.
0: You're such a Wentz hater. Just just spews out of you. Now, we agree that the Steelers are going to win here, but – like you were talking about with the Buccaneers and, like, oh, look like who they've beaten. Let's talk about the Steelers' wins, buddy. They beat the Giants. Hoorah! They beat the Broncos. Whoopty frickin do Basil. It was when Drew Locke got injured in the first series of the game. So they beat a backup quarterback by the name of Jeff Driscoll, who was the quarterback before getting replaced by Brett in week three. And then guess what? They beat the team you called being known for, the Houston Texans who just fired their coach. So let's Let's pump the brakes a bit, shall we?
1: I get okay. what you're putting down. I get what you're putting just down. Just a bit.
0: Just a bit. They're but beating they beat you the, they, should. they beat
1: the Giants when they had a healthy Saquon Barkley.
0: Yeah, but it's still the Giants. They're going to go like 2-14 and 14 and get the number one or number two pick in the draft. And
1: the Texans aren't bad. They just had a really tough first four games. Okay. They had to play the Chiefs and the Ravens and then go, you know, go to Pittsburgh and try to beat them in Pittsburgh? Are you kidding me? That's a tough three-game, you know, and then the Vikings. And I predicted all those.
0: Oh, boy. Here we go.
1: So, yes, I am going to predict this (laughs) one correctly, too, that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to beat the Eagles this weekend. We'll watch it unravel. The only thing that's going to make that prediction wrong is COVID.
0: (laughs) Very true. Now, let's move on to – you know people are probably going to be think, you know, damn why is this in the Michael Bay category? I put the Cincinnati Bengals. They got their first win of the year, Joe Burrow, Burrow's first win ever. Congrats. They are 1-2 and 1. They they are the team that tied the Eagles. They're playing in Baltimore against the Ravens. The Ravens are 3-1. They're only lost coming to the Chiefs. The Ravens are 13 point favorites. Um for this one for me, this could be the QB battle of the future in the AFC, just in the AFC North, not in the entire AFC because everyone's already crowned Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar as, as that heated QB battle. But in the North, this could be the battle of the future. Joe Burrow has looked absolutely incredible as a rookie with the talent around him and that team because it's not that great. That's the same team that went 2-14 and 14 a year ago. And he's now coming in and they look, to me, night and day difference. The record might not be night and day difference but they are competitive, and I think – I'm not going to go crazy here and predict an upset. I do think Baltimore wins, but same situation with the Chiefs. That spread's way too high. I think the Bengals are able to cover it, but the Ravens squeak out a win, in a high-scoring affair, 35-28.
1: Interesting headline with this game is uh, Lamar Jackson didn't practice today.
0: Yeah, did you?
1: But it's it's not serious. They yeah. said it was precautionary, and RG three took the reps. However, just keep an eye on that knee, Lamar, because I I don't want to see any talented quarterback. Yeah, in town. Lamar, especially in the Chiefs. I want to see. I want to get the best out of every team. Especially
0: keep an eye on that knee for me, because I have you.
1: <laughs> I got the Ravens winning as well, thirty eight to twenty four. Um, I don't see them covering the th- – well, let's see. No, I do see them covering. I was going to say, they barely cover. They barely cover because um, this is the second week in a row Baltimore has been favored by 13 points, right, last week against the Washington football team. Yep, they covered and that one. they healthily covered in Washington. Now they're playing at home against a mediocre Bengals team. So – I probably won't watch a whole lot of this one. I'll check the score. And if the Bengals are close, then I'm going to start watching it. But I kind of see the Ravens pulling away early and uh, maintaining control of this game. Um, I just think with the Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson uh, offense, it's going to be, unless the Bengals can figure out something like the Chiefs did and really stop that offense. they, they really don't stand a chance. So 38-24, yep. Ravens win.
0: All right. Let's go on to – now this game, I almost put in the Rodrigo Cortez, almost. But the storyline is too great if the Cowboys would lose. We got the New York Giants 0-4, absolutely terrible, playing in Dallas against the Dallas Cowboys who are 1-3 and Cowboys fans are going nuts. I can hear them. Yeah, let us give it to us. Who do you think's winning? What What's the pulse down there? Are Are people hanging themselves? You know, are what's What's (laughs) happening? Is Dallas Nation okay?
1: I can tell you, you know, if if uh, everyone had a heart monitor on them, it would just be constantly beep 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 beep. (laughs) It's everyone's on their toes. Uh, everyone's driving a little more aggressively these days just because everyone has a bad Sunday it carries over into Monday and then in Monday carries over into Tuesday we can't we have to wait till Friday till people can start driving normally again because everyone's just pissed off at these Cowboys and they have a right to be this is really um this year has just been a, a complete joke of a performance and I do feel bad for Cowboys fans which is something I don't say often um so so, it's an 0-4 Giants team coming into Dallas. I don't see them winning. I, I don't see the Giants coming in and, and beating the Cowboys. However, last week, we all saw it. The Cleveland Browns came in to AT&T and just manhandled them. And it's not something we're used to seeing, especially from the Cleveland Browns. So last year, I like to look at, you know, okay, have the Giant have the Dallas Cowboys fared well against the Giants in previous years? Last year they beat them twice at home and away. 2018, they beat them both times too. Okay. So is this all of a sudden gonna change? In 2017, Cowboys won both games. I can't I can't even go far back enough to find a game that the Giants won. I guess it, we'd have to go back to 2016. And they beat the Dallas Cowboys um, the first, first week of the year in 2016. That's the last time the Cowboys lost to the Giants in Dallas, and they lost by one freaking point. So that being said, this Giants team is probably the worst we've seen in a long time right eli manning carried this team for uh, and i know he got a lot of flack cuz he was just good but not great and i agree right. with that but this team now it's going to take time to get better and it's you know it's daniel jones is only so good he's not good enough to put the team on his back and start getting w's um, on the road against tougher teams the cowboys defense is atrocious but let's not overreact to week three, or sorry, week four in the Browns. I think they come into this game and really hold the Giants to 17 points and a low-scoring game uh, for for the Giants. I think the Cowboys put up 24. I don't think they're going to cover the 10. I would stay away from that bet because Cowboys are favored minus 10. I take the Cowboys 24-17. It's a closer game than we'd like. But they get that second win.
0: All right. You know how badly I want the Cowboys to lose this game, Jared, after what they did to me? Us, I should say, we last weekend. I want them to lose so badly. One, because of that.
1: Do it. Two. Do it. Take the Giants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Two, I want them to go even crazier down there. I, I want them. To, you're, you're the Ramblings. I'm sure it's on some radio shows down there of people saying, was Mike McCarthy the right hire? Does, do we already need to make a move? Do we need to make a move at defensive coordinator first before Mike, Car- Mike McCarthy?
1: 100%, 100%. You're right on the money.
0: And I would love for that chaos train to keep going. Unfortunately, it's going to stop because the Giants are so flipping bad. I can't do it. I wanted to do it. I wanted to pull the trigger, but Danny Dimes turns the ball over twice every single game. Since he's been a starter, there's only been one time where he didn't have two turnovers. And wow. that's yeah, like think about I didn't that. Know that step. Yeah, he's he's been a starter for 20 games now. And only one of them, he had less than two turnovers. So I just I couldn't do it. The Cowboys, you're gonna get your second win here. You'll overtake first in the division, uh, presuming the Eagles lose to the Steelers and be, be on your way towards you know going 8-8 eight and, eight and winning the NFC least because that division is trash. That's all I want to say on that one. Um, let's go to the Denver Broncos. Probably not too much to talk about here either. Denver Broncos, 1-3, playing their third-string quarterback. Now he's technically their second-string because he took over Jeff Driscoll's job. Uh, Brett Rippon, they're going to New England against the Patriots, who are 2-2. Two two. There's no line right now because – it is still to be determined if Cam Newton will be the quarterback or if they will be going. I presume um, they are going with Jared Stedham because he replaced Brian Hoyer when the, they went up against the Chiefs because Brian Hoyer was making some terrible decisions, mental mistakes all over. And really the two interceptions that Stidham threw, the first one, that was Edelman's fault. He dropped it. And then the second one, there was like two minutes left in the game and Jared Stedham's just trying to you know, put points on the board. So he's throwing the ball in the tight places where normally he doesn't have to when you're not, you know, losing by 16 points with less than two minutes left. So I got the Patriots winning here in a defensive battle. I got a 21 to 10 victory Patriots. That will be even larger if Cam Newton plays. My, I'm, this prediction for me is under the assumption that Jared Stidham is the starter. Jared, what are you thinking? I'm, I
1: am 100% agree that um, Cam Newton is not likely to start that game. So my prediction as well is assuming that Stidham is the starter. And I just want to piggyback off what you said. When Stidham came in against the Chiefs, he threw a beautiful touchdown pass on that first drive. Oh, my God. It was right on the money, the quarter of the end zone. It it was something that caught my attention really quickly. I was like, wow, the Chiefs are going to have to pick it up if they're going to win this game. Um, but luckily, he did make some mistakes, and it, like you said, Julian Edelman was definitely the one to blame on the uh, on that interception. But anyway, it would end up being a pick six with uh, Matthew taking it to the end zone. So, honey better. Hell yeah! Sorry.
0: No, <laughs> no, no, no. Stop. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
1: I love it. Uh, but I think I also think it's going to be a defensive game. Um, I think the Patriots win twenty to seventeen. A three-point win low lower scoring than you would think um, very defensive heavy uh, the Broncos I have no idea who plays for them anymore because they are on to their third string <laughs> for pretty much every position I really feel bad for the Broncos and the 49ers as those teams have just been injury ridden and all you fantasy owners out there know what I'm talking about when you know you can't even you know uh, Lindsey has been out. You know, we're on the third string of the Broncos quarterback. Von Miller's out. You know, they're, they're missing key pieces on defense. So I think New England's still going to take advantage of that injury-ridden team. However, be careful with this game because a couple more Patriots might be sitting if they play. If they play this game, a couple more Patriots might sit due to covid um, so it's another game that I think will be hard to predict, and that's the reason there's no line. We also don't know if Cam's playing, so there's so many question marks around the game. Welcome to 2020.
0: Right. Betting, betting a person's nightmare. Now, let's go. We got the Sunday night game, Monday night game, and then that'll wrap out the Michael Bay tier. We got Sunday night football. Minnesota Vikings got their first win. Congrats. You beat the Houston Texans. They are flying to Seattle to play the Seattle Seahawks, who are 4-0, Russell Wilson looking like the MVP he he should more than likely get this year if they keep this up. The Seahawks are favored by seven. Jared, how do you foresee this one going?
1: I'll try to be quick. Um, I got the Vikings. I have Skull Nation beating Seattle in Seattle. This is my uh, big, you know – it's it's the gutsy call of the week, whatever you want to call it. I would not bet on this game again uh, as far as, like, do not bet Vikings are going to win this game. I'm not telling you to do that. I just am predicting the Vikings win 28-27, to 27, um, a close nail-biter win right at the last second, one of those great football games we love watching. Um, and I really feel like in order for this to happen, Kirk Cousin has to have his best day of the season, and Russell Wilson has to have a lackluster day. Um, for his outstanding MVP-ridden year so far, um, obviously the Seattle Seahawks are four and zero, and the the line is minus seven. Um, but they, I think the Vikings are just—you know—they're gonna—they're gonna get a win here, and I need them to get a win here because Dan, like you've mentioned in previous episodes, I have the Vikings winning the NFC North. <laughs> It'd be hard to do
0: when you start one and four.
1: Yeah, they they got to get a win here, so uh, that's kind of also helping you know uh, choose my my way to Skull Nation, but but let's let's get them.
0: Well, there is good news for you in this department. Jamal Adams is out due to injury. Starting safety, uh, star safety that they traded for that right. the Seahawks traded for in the offseason. The so. Seahawks defense is not that's like good. And, and 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 yeah, I was just about to say that overall the Seahawks defense isn't great anyway. Um. They let up 31 points to the Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys do have a lot of weapons, but still, that's a lot of points to be letting up. Um, their front seven is nothing to be afraid of, and I think Davin Cook is going to have a great game. I, I almost wanted to go, go that route. I almost had this as my upside of the week. I couldn't pull the trigger. I think Russell Wilson's too good, but I do think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I would definitely take the over, In this game, I think it's at 55 right now, or or the 54 range. I got this game Seattle winning 35-30, but the Vikings do have a chance to win. No turnovers from Kirk Cousins, pound the ball with Cook, and then try to limit Russell Wilson to whatever that means, which probably means like only three touchdowns inside of five, and you got to punch your shot. (laughs) Now I like it. I like it. Yeah. It was that was uh, I wanted to, wanted to but couldn't do it. Now we got Monday Night Football, and probably what might be the most lackluster Monday Night game uh, of of the year, but we'll see. I, I like this game because we got Los Angeles Chargers, who sure they're one and three, but they looked mighty good against the Buccaneers, playing in New Orleans against the Saints, who are two and two. Uh, in case you forgot, they rattled off thirty five unanswered points after going down fourteen zero to the Lions last weekend. Saints are favored by eight right now. I think the Saints win this game. I think they cover. I got a 28-17 victory. The reason I'm excited about this game is to see how Justin Herbert does against the Saints defense. The Saints defense is in the top half of the league. Uh, he just lit it up against the Buccaneers, so I want to see if he can go back-to-back weeks here and score a lot of points. I don't project they will but i'd love for him to prove me wrong mainly because i never really felt that Phillip rivers was an amazing quarterback um i felt he always needed to have the right pieces around him to to be successful and they had a lot of good teams up there and he would always shoot them in the foot with those critical turnovers we've always talked about with him herbert doesn't do that at least what i've seen and his deep ball I mean, you put that right up there against Russell Wilson's deep ball, Josh Allen's deep ball. I mean, it's it's a thing of beauty. Um, so that's why I'm excited about this game. The matchup overall isn't great, but I feel like there's some fun storylines with Justin Herbert. And then uh, let's see if Drew Brees can maybe look good for once in his life.
1: I'll be short and sweet with this one because I don't, Know if there's a whole lot of in depth I need to go into. I think Saints win at home 36 31. Um, I don't think they cover the spread, it's going to be a little bit higher scoring of a game. Um, and Herbert's going to keep it close, so uh, I think the Saints just edge them out with uh, you know, a 36 31 win, they'll move to three and two, Chargers will be one and four. And at one and four, that Chargers team will be the best team at one and four. They already are, in my opinion, one of the better teams at one and three. So um, it's it's interesting this year. I think that uh, I saw the Chargers not doing that well until I saw Herbert get the start. And my opinion on that team has drastically changed ever since.
0: Agreed. Now, Jared, let's go into our – Rodrigo Cortez here. These are the games. If you're watching this game, these games, it's either because you're a fan of the team, you gambled on it, or you're one of your fantasy football players in it. There would be no reason outside of those three points for you to watch any of these football games. So these will be quick. We got Jacksonville one and three against the Jared Davis called Houston Texans zero and four. Houston's favored by six at home. I think with the firing, Jared, the Texans are going to come out motivated and they're probably, they're finally going to get their first win of the season and they'll win
1: 24-17. got yeah, Texans winning as well, 31-17, to even bigger blowout. The only thing I'm worried about with the Texans is with the switchover of coaching or, or however that's going to happen, if there's, you know, it might take them time to start syncing up with the offense. Um, and if there's a new coordinator, I haven't looked into it at all, um, but but that team uh, could have some problems on the offensive side of the ball if they don't know what they're doing.
0: Yep, I agree. Next game, we got the 2-2 and Arizona Cardinals. If they were playing better competition, they would have been in that Michael Bay tier. Unfortunately for them, they're playing, in my opinion, the worst team in the league, the New York Jets. (laughs) In New York, uh, the Jets are getting seven points at home, and this just in, as of yesterday, Joe Flacco is starting this week because Sam Darnold is injured. As if you needed another reason to think the Cardinals were going to win this game. I got the Cardinals covering easily the seven-point spread in a 35-17 to 17 victory bounce-back game.
1: I, <laughs> nice. I got the Cardinals winning by three, 27-24. And I think, like, the Jets are mad and they just want to win one and it's at home. And I think that they put up a close game. I think this one comes down to the wire with a late field goal by the Cardinals, uh, Zane Gonzalez, to, to win it.
0: Okay, interesting. I, I was I was not expecting that from you. You you're you're, you're kind of carrying that Cardinals and Steelers a win's a win. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's true. All right, uh, two games left here in this tier. We got the Los Angeles Rams three and one. Uh, they are playing at Washington D.C. football team. Washington football team is getting seven and a half points at home. Jared, how do you foresee that going?
1: I got the Rams winning 30 to 21. So I think they do cover the seven and a half point spread. Um, This, I I think Washington got their one win maybe of the year, uh, week one against the Eagles. So the Rams do look mighty, um, mighty good so far, but it's been against the NFC East teams, which yep. are a joke, right? Yep. So, I once again, they're playing another way. It's crazy. I feel like they've gone through that whole division. They have,
0: they've already first, yeah, they beat the Cowboys week one, Eagles week two, and then they just beat the Giants. Um, oh my
1: god, I that's weird to me that they just went through that whole division. Um, anyways. It's another notch on the belt for the Rams. Congrats. Your week five or week six. We'll look forward to um, how how good the Rams really are and, and what they actually look like because right now they're just beating up on these shitty teams.
0: Completely agreed. I got the Rams winning 28-10 convincingly and good cover. Final game. This is a Sunday afternoon one. Uh, those three previous games we talked about, all would be played Sunday at noon. Um, last game here, we got Miami. They are still staying with Ryan Fitzpatrick. They are 1-3. One, and three, one and three. They are flying to San Francisco to play the 49ers, who as of now, as far as I've seen from reports, uh, they will still either be playing Nick Mullins or C.J. Uh, Barreta. As the quarterback, Jimmy G is not back yet, unfortunately. The 49ers are 2-2. Two and two. There's no line right now because they're waiting to see if Jimmy G does play. I don't think it matters, <laughs> to be frank. I think the stability of that franchise and all the other components around it, especially with Kittle being back, I got the 49ers winning
1: 28-21. I agree. 49ers win this game, 24-19. Um, dolphins just aren't good enough yet. To, it's still a question right onto us, so. I don't like what I've seen now, the Miami Dolphins head coach, and not being assertive and defining who their quarterback is going to be from week to week. Uh, he just keeps saying that I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to bench Ben just quite yet. And I don't know, you know, if Tua is really ready for it. All these excuses, I'm not having it. Um, so when you have a, a coach that has, in my opinion, um, uh, he's been very undecisive in his, uh, his statements when I watch his post game interviews, et cetera. Um, I think it's a sign of weak leadership. And unfortunately, Ooh. that's that's hurting this Dolphins team. I really do believe they're talented enough to be um, better than one and three at this point. However, uh, even an injury ridden San Francisco 49ers team is not, uh, they're not going to be able to beat them. Um, so I got 49ers winning by five. And that game has no line, right, Dan?
0: I, I could not find one anywhere. Um, even Monday. Tuesday, aka yesterday, and then i like to get in this morning. There's no line yet because they're truly waiting to see what the final word is on Jimmy G before they give out a line for people to bet on. Got it. Um, I'm yeah. assuming Jimmy G's not playing. I, I don't, yeah, I agree. I don't think he does either, hence why it's a close score for me as well. But if he plays, that's going to be a blowout. Now, that wraps up the our predictions for week five. Let's go into fantasy. Jared, I'll be quick on my matchup wise, who I think you should be starting. I love Dak. This offense has been great. They always put up points. um, And the Giants is terrible. So I think that's a great matchup. Uh, If you've got him, uh, DraftKings, a lot of those type of leagues where you pick like quarterbacks, one quarterback to start. I think that's a great matchup. Uh, I got D Hopkins. He is on the Cardinals getting thrown balls from Kyler Murray. I love him against the Jets defense. I think that secondary is one of the five worst secondaries in the league and that they'll just be passing all over the place. And then my final one is a Chiefs player. It's the running back, the rookie, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, against that Raiders D. The Raiders D has, ne- has yet to impress me all season long, and I think he's going to have a great game with over 150 total yards, both rushing and receiving combined, uh, and a couple touchdowns.
1: All right. Well, we'll keep it going fast here. It's time for a stardom or sit him. You ready for this? Let's do it. T.Y. Hilton,
0: stardom or sit him? Um, oh, I'm sitting him. He's playing at I, Cleveland. I know he's playing at Cleveland and the matchup wise works well because the secondary isn't great. I just worry that Rivers isn't going to get the ball off quick enough because he's the same type of guy like once where he holds onto to a ball a lot and he throws turns it over. I I would set him. Ebo
1: Samuel. Start. San
0: Francisco. Start.
1: Against start. Miami. Start. 100% start. I like it. I love Debo. I, I, I agree with that one. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, assuming you're in a
0: two-quarterback league. Okay. And they are playing – how am I already forgetting that? Uh, Falcons. Correct. They're in Atlanta. Oh, I'd 100% be starting him. The Atlanta, nobody knows how to blow leads more than the Atlanta Falcons. There we go. I think I agree with you for the first time
1: on all those. Even on T.Y.? So
0: I thought I we might differ there.
1: No, no, no. I agree. I probably said, okay, I've had T.Y. too many years in the past, and I've been let down year after year. I, he's not consistent in my opinion. Um, So I pass. And against Cleveland, I think, yeah, yeah, I'd stay away.
0: All right. Now let's go on to our next segment here of show me the money. It's time. Show it. It's time to show it, Jared. Let's make that bread. It's time to make the bread back. We had a rough – last week it was painful. I'm living in a cardboard box at this point. (laughs) Dude, do you got another one I could rent? I, I might be living there soon. Rent's um, cheap. In <laughs> piece of, you know, some duct tape and cardboard. There we go. Now, let's first start, and we'll start with you, since technically I'd be out of Survivor League due to the Eagles in week three. So why don't you give us your Survivor League pick first? Listeners, hang in with me here. Oh, boy.
1: I've taken you this far. I just need you to, to trust me. This is a risky, risky week. There's oh not a whole lot of clear-cut wins. I already burned the Ravens, um, so I can't use them this week. Otherwise, that would be it'd be great, great team to take here. I am taking the Dallas Cowboys against the New York Giants. Cowboys to win at home. I told you guys the last. It was 2016. Four years ago, the last time the Cowboys lost to the Giants. Period. End of statement. The, this is this is not a guarantee. I, I'm out of guarantees for this week. Moving forward, we'll have more. This is the one week that we really gotta, you know, it's what our friend Brian Bergman likes to call a buck clincher, and we got to get through these to power on and win those Survivor leagues. We're doing well. Already, I only have nine guys left in the league that I'm in. It started with 30. Uh, 21 of them were losers, and we got nine people left, and we're going to keep battling it. So I'm taking the Cowboys. Let's go.
0: All right. And for me, because I used Bills week one, 49ers week two against the Jets, Eagles tied week three, and then I used the Rams last week um, against the Giants, I would personally use the Cardinals here. They're playing the Jets. To me, you should always probably be utilizing a team that's facing either the Jets, the Washington football team, or the Giants, if you can. Those are the three worst teams in the league. Um,
1: and I've already used the Cardinals. Yep. Otherwise, I'd agree with you on that pick too.
0: So that's who I would use um, as, as maybe a differentiator from people who are probably, if they haven't already, they're probably using the Rams versus Washington this week or the Ravens uh versus the Bengals like Jared talked about. But I, I agree, Jared. I like that Cowboys one. I just don't there's no way in hell they lose. No I way. wanted to take the Chiefs. I think the
1: Chiefs it would be another good one against the Raiders. Um but I'm keeping the Chiefs in my back pocket.
0: Yeah, you gotta save uh, those. So. You gotta save save a couple good teams. All right. Now uh, Jared, my lock of the week is we agreed upon. So now it makes me nervous. I got the Browns. You're getting points, man, at home at home? I love it. You kidding me with the way that offense and rushing attack has looked? Sign me up. Browns plus one and a half against the Colts. I'm there. I'm here for it.
1: Wow. Wow. That's, that's, uh, it, it's a surprising. I think that's a shocker to me. I'm also taking a close game here. And I'm going to take the Falcons getting their first win against the Panthers. And the Falcons are at home. I honestly, right now, it's minus one. If you want to play it safe, you can do money line, but I'm taking the minus one.
0: Yeah, there's no way they and, only win by one point.
1: Right, take the minus one, folks, and and let's get a, another lock of the week victory here.
0: All right, now, Jared, it's parlay time. I've got two. How many? How many do you have? Do you only have one? I got one. All right. So go so ahead. Yeah, go, I'll, go ahead. I'll do one first, and then I'll pass it to you. We'll do a little ping pong here. So my first one is a sweetheart. Brian, Brian lured me in. Although it didn't win last week, we were so close. So I'm doing another sweetheart teaser deal, just with a lot more teams involved. You're getting 13 points on each of these games. So I got the Rams plus four against Washington. They're going to win that game outright anyway. I got the Browns plus 15 and a half against the Colts. They ain't losing by more than two touchdowns. I got the Cowboys plus three and a half. We've already talked about how they're going to win. We got the Buccaneers. I got them plus seven. If they lose, I see it as like a last second field goal to the Bears. They're not losing by a touchdown. That ain't happening. I got the Ravens uh, by minus 0.5. So basically money line there. They're playing the Bengals. Easy W. And then I got the Vikings plus 20 against the Seahawks. Do I think the Vikings lose? Probably. Do I see them losing by three touchdowns? No way in hell. There will be a backdoor cover. So for that one, it's at plus 130. So I bet 150 to win 180.
1: Okay. I'm going to play it a little safe and do a four-team sweetheart teaser once again. Brian, you know, brought us into the sweetheart tease and I, I, I like it as well. Um, I was already doing teasers, but I'm kind of digging expanding it to four teams for this week because there's a lot of close games. I have the Falcons plus 12, the Browns plus 14 and a half. And I just submitted this sweetheart teaser before the podcast. So Dan got a better line than me. You guys can already see the lines are moving. So I got the Falcons plus 12 against the Panthers. The Browns plus 14 and a half. The Cowboys plus three against the Giants. They could lose that game and still cover. The Ravens plus six. So with a four game tease, it's going to be between minus 120 and 140 on the sweetheart teaser, depending on your book. There you go.
0: I like it. Now, I got, I got a real treat for everyone. And before I say this, do not waste your money. This is a 12-team parlay. I'm laying 10 Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, this is a $10 bet. To everyone win...
1: get your lighters out. It's <laughs> about to light his money on fire.
0: It's a $10 bet with potential winnings of $750. So, must, all these games are money line that I'm betting. Buccaneers over Bears, Rams over Washington, Chiefs over Raiders, Ravens over Bengals, Cowboys over Giants, Falcons over Panthers, Saints over Chargers, Texans over Jaguars, Cardinals over Jets, and then my last three, I'm, I'm g- giving myself some points here. I got the Browns plus two and a half, the Eagles plus seven against the Steelers, the Vikings plus seven against the Seahawks. So that's a 12-team parlay, most of those money lines, and obviously with huge favorites.
1: What's that payout? I got to ask.
0: Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, uh, so I bet 10 payout. If I win, I win $750.
1: Wow. I thought it would be more, to be honest.
0: Nah, because I took most of it money line, right? So, like, the Ravens are minus 1,000, Chiefs are minus 800. Like, there's obviously a lot of heavy favorites there, Um But good luck. Yeah. Good luck to us both. Yeah.
1: Um, You know, we're going to have to close down the podcast and close up shop if we keep losing bets. We don't want that to happen.
0: (laughs) Well, luckily, I've got a great feeling about our teasers. Now, avoid my parlay like the plague, but uh, (laughs) i got a great feeling about both our teasers. I like both of our locks, too. You might not like my Browns one, but I I actually thought about the Falcons. I don't hate
1: it. I don't hate it. I like the Falcons.
0: Um, I think they do get the win and you might as well say they're going to cover by one and get the extra money.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I, for some reason, I just don't see them going and five. They're going to get that win at some point. and And you know, every coach in that organization is trying to save their job right now. So.
0: Yep. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for, for stopping by. Thanks for listening. As always make sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment. Follow us on Instagram at the peanut gallery 36 and let's win some money this weekend.